Time marches on and leaves behind those who are not equipped for tomorrow. We cannot predict what will happen in the future, but we at Regent University aim to prepare you for it. With world-class professors and over 150 programs, the opportunities to find success in your field are many. So don't let tomorrow pass you by. The journey to your brightest future begins here. Visit regent.edu slash learn more. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merck, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. This looks like a job for me, so everybody just follow me, because we need a little controversy. When we discuss anything to do with the dimwit in diapers, he is merely a facade, a figurehead of the bureaucracy of the Marxist mafia. That's all he is, but he's an interesting figurehead. I want you to remember as you sit here with all of the chaos, the debt service, the welfare rolls, everything has expanded massively, right? So it's now normal to have... Mortgage rates hit 8%, which they will hit very, very soon if they already haven't today, after the other idiot for the Federal Reserve Democrat mafia sympathizer and profiteer of policy, Jerome Powell and his band of merry insider trading whores steal from the public sector and control, more importantly, the velocity of money. It's all very important. But I want you to remember, it was on October 30th, 2008, and that is when, uh, to a crowd in Columbia, Missouri, the real leader of the Marxist Mafia, one of the most prolific salesmen. You see, he's only a figurehead himself, but he was very good at it. He was the lucky Luciano of the Marxist Mafia movement. His name is Barack Obama. You know him well. He was a bust-out from Chicago. Laid on his Chrysler 300 car payments, couldn't buy real estate without a greasy, slimy Tony Resco, and really hung around on the barnacle ass of the short-in-the-pants Democrat Chicago Mafia. That's why you know his name, Barack Obama. But th- the words are very important. We, have five d- we are five days away from fundamentally transforming the United States of America. That's what we're living through right now. And it's now normal to have this whore, this piece of dung, for five decades a dirty thief. But where is he from is crucially important. You see, and you could argue this on both sides, when the government's objective is to sell you the idea you're the slave and they're the slave master... You just have to pretend you have a say in it. The money is what you get to keep versus what they take. So they come up with very complex tax systems and various different ways to hold those tax systems and how to structure your business. That's why Vivek Ramaswamy opens up an LLC in the Bahamas. It's why Delaware exists to be a tax haven for frauds. One one building in Delaware has over 13 million LLCs registered to it. One building. If you go in other buildings, they have over 300 million in one little tiny area in the downtown Delaware. This is where this lowlife Joe Biden is from. This is where he perfected the art of the steal. And by the way, if you can be a billionaire, not a problem. I'm, I'm, I'm a capitalist. If he was a capitalist, he would be arguing for the outrageous concept that one man can pay over a million dollars a year to a government that steals our money cannot account for any of it but we don't think like that anymore those are the americans of yesteryear 
where they believed their property was theirs and the right to it was theirs, not the Marxist mafia that no, regardless of how many how many times we catch it misappropriating our money or just blatantly stealing it like the Pentagon, it doesn't matter. We're never going to choke off the flow of money we provide for the corrupt government. But this idea that he's a capitalist is a joke. He's a capitalist in the same way the short-in-the-pants Democrat mafia of the daily Chicago crime syndicate was a capitalist. They use government power to steer money to their supporters, their friends, and their foot soldiers. They're not capitalists. They're corporatists. And it's kind of like capitalism with a twist of communism. That's what Joe Biden is. That's what the Democrats are in general. And that's what, by the way, to their, in their defense, that's what 50% of establishment Republicans are. But this idea that Joe Biden is a capitalist is laughable. And by the way, if you can be a billionaire, not a problem. I'm, I'm, I'm a capitalist. I'm also listed for 36 years as the poorest man in the Senate, but that's a different... Just six years after he became a senator, young senator, because he was an asset of the labor extortion mafia, the Teamsters, in that area. Just six years, he bought the DuPont mansion. Mathematical impossibility at a time when interest rates were 16, 17, 19%. How did a two-bit senator buy a DuPont mansion? And nobody cares, because what the Democrats really know is that the fix is in when you're in that political clout. That's why we've normalized the word clout. So what you have to understand is this is how they think of everything. Joe Biden, although never worked a day in his life, is extremely cunning. And the idea that he traces back to what we can trace the 50 million direct payments to his wrinkled ass, the corrupt whore that he is, through the crack-smoking son, but in some cases not. You have to assume he uses aliases. Well, we now have the absolute prima facie evidence. He uses one for sure, and another one oftentimes, when communicating directly with either the oligarchs in Ukraine, who have stolen tens of billions, if not the whole fracking $128 billion, or the Communist Chinese Party, who bribed him for what he's doing in our economy for what he's doing to our country, for what he's doing to our lives. Breaking news right now, this from Capitol Hill. House Oversight Committee Chairman James Comer now calling on the National Archives to release unredacted copies of records from when Joe Biden was vice president. Now, do you know why this is a problem? Because the bureaucrats that work in this cushy, bull dung job that do nothing except wait for retirement and break the sloth government workers, they're Democrats. And they have these positions for the same reason 90% of the Capitol Police, even the one that assassinated the defenseless veteran, 120-pound female, point-blank range, shot her in the neck, the cowardice, low-life, scum Democrat that he is. This is who we're relying on to turn over the evidence. So what they're going to do is kind of the same thing you do in Chicago. When you have the short-in-the-pants mafia done by the name of Mike Madigan, you slow-walk everything. You slow up. So we'll never get it while Joe Biden is above ground. But by the looks of it and the sound of it, it won't take long till they're going to have to flush out the evidence. And hopefully along with that, they'll put a urinal cake on his, on his headstone for the, when I take a road trip. Specifically, we're learning the committee wants special access to emails related to Hunter Biden, Burisma, and the Biden family dealings in Ukraine. Newsmax congressional correspondent Kilmany Ducart has obtained a copy of that request. And she has the details live from Capitol Hill. Good morning. 
Shot and Emma, good morning. We've talked about the bank records, the payments that Hunter Biden received from foreign nationals. We've talked. By the way, this is why I love the fact that Democrats do not listen to this show. It doesn't matter what they say right now. A wannabe half-ass gangster calling himself a Democrat. He'll put up with all of this because he's just trying to figure out how he can get some of it. About the committee's testimony, rather, testimony that the committee obtained revealing that then-Vice President Joe Biden met with individuals that his son did business with. This is the committee's latest efforts to fill in the blanks here on if there was any policy or influence uh, exchanged or promised. as. Now, you have to... You'll have to be a little patient because the the morons, the talking mannequins, the failed actors and actresses that call themselves media, they're reluctant to say the word that this is. This is evidence of treason. Joe Biden is a traitor to his nation. He's not a Democrat. He's not a good old lunchbox, Joe. He's clearly not the poorest man in the Senate. Billionaires. Billionaires and billionaires. Where is he? Where is he? And by the way, if you can be a billionaire, not a problem. I'm, I'm, I'm a capitalist. If you can be a billionaire under this tax system, you are a genius, number one. But you've, you've, you've done something that none, no Democrat can really do, and you've become an asset to your society in general. But that's for a different time. In the meantime, what we have is the evidence of treason. Part of these deals. Chairman Comer saying this in a statement. We have already evidence of then Vice President Biden speaking, dining and having coffee with his son's foreign business associates. We also know that Hunter Biden and his associates were informed of then Vice President Biden's official government duties in countries where they had a financial interest. The National Archives must provide these unredacted records to further our investigation into the Biden family. Family's corruption. And here's what the committee is specifically requesting in that letter from Chairman Comer to the head of the National Archives, Colleen Shogan. He states, attached to this email and made available on the NARA website as a document that indicates at 9 a.m. on May 27, 2016, Vice President Biden took a call with the president of Ukraine, Petro Poroshenko. It is concerning to the committee, however, that this document was sent to Robert L. Peters, a pseudonym the committee has identified as then vice president. Additionally, the committee questions why the then vice president's son, Hunter Biden, and only Hunter Biden was copied on this email to then vice president. So we also know that the Duchess of Chaffington had a pseudonym. I believe it was called Rashi Thighs. And we also know they worked for somebody. Who did they work for? Barack Obama. Bust out who all of a sudden has $70 million in just real estate holdings, let alone his net worth. Now, I don't know what it came from, but it certainly didn't come from the missus being a runway model. That's for sure. This is absolute evidence of treason. So to pretend we're going to have an impeachment inquiry and rely on bureaucracies that are littered with sycophants of corruption, it's not going to go well because their, their bench is deep. After all, where did... Where did KJP, Sideshow Bob, where'd she really come from? Barack Obama, like the rest of all of the Biden so-called administration. As you all know, uh, today is the first anniversary of the Inflation Reduction Act. Uh, you know, most one-year-olds can barely walk, uh, but, uh, but this one is, uh, this one-year-old is up and running. Uh, I couldn't help myself, sorry. Uh, yeah, that's brilliant. 
You're like Shecky Green, you talentless hack. But you're there to put lipstick on the most corrupt president this country's ever had. And we have the evidence because it's more than just corruption. Nixon was corrupt. We've got corruption all the way bipartisan. What we haven't had is the evidence we now have. Joe Biden is the first president we can prove is an absolute traitor to his nation. Biden. Now, the committee is specifically asking for any documents that name Hunter Biden, Devin Archer or Eric Schwerin. Uh, Again, those are associates of Hunter Biden when he was serving on the board of Burisma. Now, all we got to do is wait for somebody to figure out all the pseudonyms. I wonder what Barack Obama's pseudonym is. It's going to be something that says unlucky, manhandled. It'll be something that refers to the old lady. 312-642-5600. I was listening to the Sean Thompson show. I am saddened that this guy supposedly represents us. I mean, I am appalled. He's just disgusting, sexist pig, and an absolute disgrace. Thank you. AM five sixty. The answer. Same time, this news breaks. The Democrats. Circle the wagons. So Democrats, they, they pull them out of these, these districts of corruption you've never really heard of, these hell holes who waste fraud money and operate on a mini scale of Chicago, the formerly great city once, once now ruined by Democrat mafia where all of their projects smell like a urinal cake like O'Hare. And there's a guy named Jerry Conley. It's Jerry with a G. And if uh, sex offender lists had a magazine, he would be on the cover He's a creepy-looking son of a gun from Virginia. Uh, They've done a pitiful job of trying to make any case that uh, something untoward has happened uh, and that somebody needs to be impeached or held accountable like the president of the United States. Now, you know what's funny about this is that way back when George Bush was lying to the nation, creating wars, killing people, and stealing our money, Joe Biden was cut in on it. Joe Biden's brother, who doesn't know what side of a hammer to grab, he's not like... Paul Pelosi, who knows how to stink up a hammer. He got a contract to build homes for the Iraqis for $1.5 billion. Not a house can be, can be you can't see a picture. You, not one example of a Biden home. Yet the $1.5 billion went out. Now, Jerry with a G, Jerry Conley, he's not interested in any of the scandal. There have been books written on the family of corruption that is the Biden crime family. And if that's not gross enough, his own daughter... Throws an accusation that he liked to shower with her right up until she hit puberty and then turned him off. But Jerry Conley will not be deterred by evidence. He just has to keep saying there is no evidence. Uh, There is zero evidence uh, linking President Biden personally to anything. Uh, And there's zero evidence of political interference. Here, Jerry. Jerry, you with the with the pedophile mustache you have on your face. Look at this, you frackin' moron. We've got over 50 billion that transfers right to this wrinkled asshole dummy. But it doesn't stop a Democrat because Democrats know the people that support them, they do not want honesty. They do not want integrity. They do not want Americanism or the idea of property rights. What they want is a fix. They like it that way. That's why they continue to vote for these scallywags. We will be able to articulate a whole host of accomplishments to say to the American people, trust us. You don't know who that is? That's Hakeem. Jeffries, he's the one whose Marxist uncle was not only a rabid anti-Semite, but a, a, an out-of-the-closet stone commie 
but we'll call him a Marxist because I think he had shoes. We mean what we say. We say what we mean in terms of our efforts to put people over politics. But more importantly, we'll articulate a vision for the future. Campaigns are at the end of the day about the future. A vision for the future, the future, the future. Since we've allowed this crooked traitor, this treasonous roach, bag man and his cohorts of corruption, the Biden administration, to steal the most important and powerful office in the world, what has the quality of life been? Well, we could go with the mundane, over a trillion dollars in credit card debt, but that doesn't matter to Democrats. It doesn't matter to the people who sit idly by and watch them steal the election. Um, But ultimately, they're going to have to realize that all of this economic turmoil that you're living through, you're getting used to it. Now, what's gas in the sewer Chicago squirrel? Is it over $4, between 4 and 5 Nah, yeah. You guys got a lot of money. It turns out that uh, a lot of expenses are coming up. And this is what the future, also known as the present, this is the result of allowing the Democrats to pretend to be in charge of anything. Families with kids in elementary school through high school can expect to spend an average of $890 this year on back-to-school items. Jackie, that's a new record from the National Retail Federation. It's $25. and It's all right. $25 from last year. But more importantly, to buy the same items this month than the month before Joe Biden stole the election, the year before Joe Biden stole the election in 2020, the items have increased $720. Now, those items include anything, everything that comes into your house, but that's okay because you know what else has increased to keep the Democrats fat and sassy? Welfare, food stamps, all doubled. True. Scott Westside. Hey, Sean. Thanks for taking my call. Yeah. Uh, the reason that they are going so hard after Trump is precisely what you're saying about Barack Hussein Obama. That all of this goes back to Barack Hussein Obama, and they, he doesn't want to be found out that he was also a puppet of the, the powers that be, and that's what they're trying to protect. Scott, did you him. know that Jack Smith... The, the yeah. Gestapo that works for the Department of Justice, did you know that his unpleasant-looking wife was yeah. a documentarian who worked for Netflix and did the Michelle Obama uh, Netflix fluff piece where we pretend her left eye is not extremely unusually <laughs> large? Thank you very much, Scott. Of course it is. We all know. You know, Trump could have had, I thought for an instance, because I didn't like a lot of Trump's policies. Ooh, in fact, I remember when Trump gave... Uh, office space to Jesse Jackson. I remember when he bribed Democrats and thought it was normal. Um, But what he is now is a victim of the mafia. There's no question about it. But he also is exactly right in the circumstances we're facing today. I think the crooked Joe Biden is not only dumb and incompetent, I believe that he has gone mad, a stark raving lunatic with his horrible and country-threatening environmental open borders and DOJ, FBI, weaponization policies. He- well, that, that's true. And, and, and people say, oh, it's just politics. Is it politics? I had a clip that I had Honey Bunny load yesterday. I didn't get to yesterday. This is another reason this, this fraud, this corrupt tour should be removed tonight. Name me a single objective we've ever set out to accomplish that we've failed on. Name me one in all of our history. Not one. Now, aside from the fact that, of course, there's a multitude, just name a foreign policy. But how about the domestic ones that this idiot said was going to work? The ones we face every day, not just the cost of things going up. Democrats expect that. They also expect to be subsidized 
And they expect to use it as an excuse to take a hardworking man's money. But more importantly, how about the policies that these lowlifes put forward? There isn't one that succeeded. Not one. Not even if you go all the way back to the original socialist fraud, FDR. And we celebrate Social Security. Still doesn't work. Is a mental catastrophe that is leading our country to hell will end up in World War III because of this man and for no reason whatsoever. Thank you. He's exactly right about World War III as well. And you know, I had a friend of mine just send me a text. Why do you always mention Social Security? Never let them slip. Everything they've implemented, every policy the Democrats put forward, an unmitigated failure that it's hard to quantify the ramifications. But more importantly, the reason people die and live in poverty is because of Democrat policies, third world corrupt banana republic policies. 312-642-5600. Broadcasting from the Petri dish of corruption known as the state of Illinois. In the upper Midwest, the nation, and around the world. This is the Sean Thompson Show on AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. That's not the World Health Organization, Squirrel. That's the actual who. Um, I know it's not. Before I get to World War III, which we've always been in, which we've always been fighting, sadly and disgustingly, just to waste money and kill innocent people, what exactly are these scallywags doing with the money? You see, all of these bills that pass, they pass because Republicans suck at pushing back against corruption. And the reason is they like it, too. That's where Joe Biden is right. When he says, oh, the Republicans pretended to hate it, now they rally about He's right. He's 100% right. We have 22 million people that work directly and indirectly benefit from government policies. In other words, their allegiance is to government growth. Do you ever wonder how they spend the money? Now, the government is the largest landowner. It's the largest renter. We're the largest landlord, and we're the largest tenant. And yet, why do they always find new ways to burn the money? Why do you burn the money like a stripper ex-wife? So this is a perfect moment to be announcing this $300 million IRA investment here at DHS headquarters. We're doing three things. First, we're building a new headquarters for CISA, the Cybersecurity Infrastructure Security Agency. What's wrong with all the empty places we have now? $300 million. And everybody who gets a contract, a government supremacist, a Democrat. And the money that we overpay, 30% always gets kicked back to the politicians that make the decisions. That's why this unfortunate-looking woman sounds so excited as she talks about burning more money. We're building a new headquarters for ICE, the Immigration Ooh. Customs Enforcement Office. And why don't you, if you're going to build one, why don't you build one on the border? Why don't you build all of this stuff on the border? Two birds and one stone. In fact, let's build all our military training facilities on the border. Might solve a couple problems. If only we could get somebody that can think. Third, we are building a new parking garage as well as entry gate and security checkpoint. Well, you're going to have to park those new Bentleys somewhere. I definitely think you should have a garage. I hope it's climate controlled, Toots. It's for the entire campus. So we are, through all of that, not only helping DHS meet its important mission, but also making sure we're using the best sustainable building practices to do that. You corrupt piece of garbage. As the average American can't afford a $500 bill, a $1,000 bill, as their costs skyrocket, you're building climate-controlled 
Garages for your new fracking cars, you rats. Why it bothers me so much that when we give this kind of money to the wealthiest countries in the world. Oh, no, this is from 1987, Squirrel. This is when he was a Democrat. This is when he was still bribing Democrats. But he had great points. I don't know why he couldn't connect the two dots and stop bribing the Democrats. I'm hoping if he gets in again, he can correct, correct some of the failure failures and capitalize on some of the successes and yet for our own people the homeless the the sick the poor the farmers who are really going through hell right now those people were not helping and why should we i well, donnie this is before the, those wind farm subsidies don't worry about the farmers they're doing fine they don't really want to plant that's why most of them like bon jovi buy farmland and just get the subsidies I think it's ridiculous. And this country shouldn't be raising taxes. We ought to be lowering taxes. We should have a surplus, not a deficit. Because the kind of money that I'm talking about, and you can call them, as the, man, as the gentleman before said, you can call it a tax. You can call it whatever you want to call it. But those countries should be paying us major billions of dollars, and you won't have any deficit. And that gets me to Ukraine. What exactly is in it for us? I know we got Zelensky, the fake tough guy. You stole the money. The money's missing. We all know the money's missing. Everybody's aware of it. What exactly is in it for us? Because there's something going on in Ukraine. And I don't just mean that uh, they're wasting and stealing our money. And aside from that, they're getting their asses kicked. Ukrainian officials say Russia unleashed a missile barrage on Ukraine, reaching areas far from the front lines. This is a top aide to President Zelensky. What happened with all the money, though? What happened? President Zelensky is under fire for corruption. A new report says he embezzled the aid money. It was released yeah, what by else is no. an Of course American he embezzled in- the money. Of course he embezzled the money. And then there's all kinds of money that is missing from our own Pentagon, outside of the $128 billion that we can't account for Gautzan Ghul. There's all kinds of stuff going on. Do we have... Uh, DOD personnel in Ukraine now? We do. We have a couple dozen at the embassy. Other than the embassy, any other personnel? Nope. How about CIA? Are there ch- training folks in Ukraine? Uh, not going to talk about that in, a, in an unclassified setting. Is the Azov Battalion getting access to U.S. weapons? Not that I'm aware of. And consent to enter into the record the Global Times investigative report that, uh, indica- that talks about training. It's uh, from the Atlantic Council's Digital Forensics Research Lab, uh, citing that the Azov Battalion was even getting stuff as far back as 2018. Without objection. Oh, good thing that all the guys, well, not all, but the 90% of the guys who fought the Nazis in World War II are dead. They don't have to see now that we are arming the Nazis. But in the meantime, what exactly is going on? I mean, aside from the Kiev Bentley dealership having record sales month after month, what exactly is going on with all of our money in, in this country that we're supposedly funding? And what's in it for us? As the war rages in Ukraine and cities are pounded by the Russian missiles, you may be surprised to learn that the nightlife in the country, well, it's thriving. The bars, the clubs, and the restaurants, they are all packed. Charlie Daggett met up with customers and business owners to find out. All right, Squirrel, I said you could do it when I mentioned you. Why the partying has not stopped in Ukraine. A summer's evening. A sidewalk cafe. Smiling friends. It could be anywhere. Except it's not anywhere. Kharkiv is not far from the Russian border. And within- By the way, that was Oprah Winfrey's really good friend, not girlfriend, really good friend, the one who works on CBS. This story was on CBS. Easy reach of missiles and airstrikes. And while many buildings remain boarded up, the remote yet real possibility of dying hasn't stopped its residents from living. 
like 20-year-old student George Soldatenko and his friends Nikolai and Andre. I wonder how many of the actual people, I mean, see, you have to remember this country was embroiled in a civil war for eight years, so the country was, the government was already killing a lot of their own citizens. I wonder how many of the people support the conflict the way it's going, especially after the bombing yesterday. Just boom, boom at night, and that's that could be scary. But you know, in the morning, when you wake up, you you trying just just trying to have a good morning, your routine, and that's all. Despite the rockets, Ukraine's nightlife is rocking. The bars and clubs are full. The place is jumping, music pumping, drinks flow freely, and they dance like there's no tomorrow. So when there is a tomorrow, after all of this, are we going to get any of the money back? Do we own Ukraine then? Do, we, do they get a football team? What exactly is the plan from the Dimwood and Diapers? Does anybody have any suggestions? And we're leaving nobody behind. We're investing in all of America, in the heartland and coast to coast. You know, I saw some of our... He sounds great, doesn't he? Like a man squirrel. Doesn't he sound great? You and my Democratic friends, not in Congress, a friend said, look, you're, you're investing more in red states and in blue states. Well, I made a commitment. This is about all of America. I was afraid. No, I really mean it. And we've seen progress across the country from Maine to South Carolina to Minnesota to New Mexico. These are all states, uh, if he could enunciate the words without the dementia eating his brain like Pac-Man, you would understand them too. But trust me, they're states. Vice President and I and the cabinet have seen progress across the country. Just yesterday I was in Wisconsin at a, at a company that makes clean energy equipment, including wind turbines. Because the inflation reduction... I mean, he sounds like he could go at any minute. He sounds worse than Jimmy Carter. How is Jimmy Carter, Squirrel? Still alive! They expect their market in American-made wind turbine generators to double next year. And by the way, nobody wanted them this year because they the guy who was the most ardent opponent of all this was talking about what great benefits are coming to Wisconsin. (laughs) Bless me, Father. This is his new thing, where he does the sign of the cross and pretends to be a man, like he's going to get angry. (laughs) I'm going to be a good boy. I'm going to keep the Irish in me down a little bit. Yeah. What are, you, what are you, threatening people? you like a tough guy? I, I know third graders in Melrose Park kick your dentures down your throat and then pleasure Kamala in the afternoon. What do you think? You're like a, still a man? You're not a man. <laughs> it's outrageous. Absolutely outrageous. George Naperville. Sean, I remember when Barack put Biden in, in charge of finding a cure for cancer. Joe was obviously tied up with his corruption, but he remains a living and thriving cancer in all our lives. It's a traitor. It's treason. We have the evidence. Nobody's going to remove him. He goes about celebrating, wasting more money on windmills nobody wants to buy. At the same time, we're also boosting our nation's energy security. For years, China dominated the clean energy supply chains. We became, we, we let the American jobs and factories go overseas. For how long? 312-642-5600. This is the Sean Thompson Show on AM560. The answer. AM five sixty. The answer. Uh, the realization that we've devolved to where a, a traitor, a crooked, two bit fraud like Joe Biden could be the president, and you see the bureaucracy of protection. 
It's a disgusting reality, and it has ramifications. Rich and Niles is going to talk about one that more people should be aware of. Hi, Rich. Oh, hi. The reason I'm calling, it, it dawned on me that Donald Trump doesn't have to be doing what he's doing, but I'd like to help him out. Say, out of 80 million people, if everybody said in 20 or $30, I'd like to send him maybe $100. But I don't know how to, Joe Biden's government would retaliate against me because they might decide to audit my income tax and where they left me alone. But when I was in Chicago, I registered as a Republican so I could vote for Ronald Reagan, and they moved my voting place from two blocks away to six blocks away, and they didn't bother to tell me that they did that. Well, Rich, I'm going to tell you what, brother. I think it's a valid concern, and I think we have evidence that went back to 2013, and everybody forgot Lois Lerner. And everybody forgot what happened, and everybody let the beat go on. And the underlings that kissed her ass and were following the orders of Barack Obama, they all got promotions, Rich. So I think you're right to be concerned. I think you're right to be concerned. For instance, how many people are aware of a guy by the name of Ryan Samsel? You ever hear of that guy? Ryan Samsel has been in prison since January of 2021 without a trial. Never had a trial. He is a victim, a political prisoner. From January 6th, he's been moved 17 different times. You can find the story at Gateway Pundit. I highly recommend you get it. And this is not being talked about either today. We still today have protesters from the most obvious election theft in the world called the Joe Biden administration. People went there to protest. They were victims of a CIA coup that would make uh, the Ukrainian CIA guys blush. Well, we go undercover as Antifa in a crowd. So, can you put? Oh, you don't know who that is, Squirrel? That's a police officer. He has a badge, and he's talking to a Capitol policeman. Here, let's hear it again. Let's hear it. Where is it? This is a this is a police officer with a badge. You can find this too on the World Wide Web. Just check it out. It's the police undercover as Antifa. These are the questions that were never answered. By the so-called forever bothering Italians, or as it's formerly known, the Federal Bureau of Incompetence and the FBI. These are the questions that were asked of everybody, of who was there on January 6th. Who is Ray Epps? Well, here's Ray Epps' version. It's not quite Ray Epps, but it's another version of Ray Epps on tape. Well, we go undercover as Antifa in a crowd, so can you put that back in? Thank you so yep, yep. It feels better. You guys get sprayed. Here, here. Take this one the bottle. Now that asset of the Marxist mafia, that cop, that two-bit traitor, he's not in prison. But Ryan Samsell is. So I think you're right. If you give money to Trump, you're going to be audited. I think it's absolutely right. Because one thing is for certain, Joe Biden's government is a banana republic. It is a mafia. Everybody in it knows that Joe Biden is a two-bit whore, and they don't care because he's splashing the pot with trillions upon trillions. How long have we gone through this period where the answer for the previous, mostly in Republican, with some Democratic administrations, the answer had been find the cheapest labor in the world, Go close the factory here, build it over. Shut up, you moron, traitor. Eduardo, Tampa Bay. Yeah, Sean, you know the uh, 98-year-old lady from the Kansas newspaper and then that chef in uh, Martha's Vineyard? 
Obama's chef. Yeah, unfortunate. Yeah. You're talking about the one that showed up at the bottom of the creek? That'll teach him. You don't walk into a locked bathroom door. You might not be able to describe what you saw. Thank you very much, Edward. Craig in Mount Greenwood. Craig. All right. What happened to the phone line, Squirrel? Phone line's down. Everybody's down. In the meantime, I don't really want to hear him again. Do you want to hear him again? Yeah, me either. And so they go out and they need to feed their child and they don't have money. So you maybe have to, they're put in a position where they feel like they either need to shoplift some bread or go hungry that night. And oh, so they I, go I thought out. for a minute she was talking about the cops that posed as Antifa and posed as Trump supporters. 312-642-5600. This is the Sean Thompson Show on AM560. The answer. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merck, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. This looks like on top of me, so The tale of two Americas. It's not just from a campaign in the 90s or 80s. It's what we're living right now. I heard this earlier today from a elected official in New York out of Brooklyn. His name is Charles Barron. And I immediately thought of a book. We had the author on a little while ago, and I immediately thought of the book. I have the distinct honor to be able to come before you and say I actually lost white population in my community. Now, the reason I like this clip is because it's open and notorious absolute racism by Charles Barron, a two-bit state rep from New York, a failed, corrupt Democrat sewer, much like our own. Lost them. They left. They left. I didn't ask them why. They left. So if you see one or two or three or four or five whites in my neighborhood, they're passing through. <laughs> so, but that's on a serious note. We got 13,000 black elected officials in this country. Yeah. So I remembered we had the author on of a book titled Untenable, the true story of white ethnic flight from American, America's cities. And then simultaneously, I find out that the author who's been on my show before, had an engagement at an inclusive library canceled. His name is Jack Cashel. Jack, how are you? Hey, Sean, I'm great. I heard that clip the other day. That is uh, it's classic. Unbelievable. You know, they don't even conceal it anymore. You know? <laughs> so I wanted to tell you, if you want to go to an inclusive library, Jack, you need to yeah. dress like Pamela Anderson and give a lap dance to a second grader. You might get a Chevy Volt. <laughs> on top of being allowed to go to the library. I mean, it, it, did you ever think in your life, and I know your life, it's, a, it's, a, it's an amazing life. You've got amazing accomplishments. Did you ever think you would see in this country this open racism called anything other than racism? Right. No, it's, you know, we've been on a, <clears throat> actually, we, we, our, we plateaued for about 40 years, and then until the election of Barack Obama, which had the, the chance, Obama had the chance of, uh, actually pulling the races closer together. And people people who didn't vote for him, like myself, I thought, well, if nothing else, we should have... Oh, this, this is a country... 
people think it is, et cetera. <laughs> we got a terrible connection, Jack. Um, uh, do we? Yeah, it might be the NSA. But I'll just I'll keep you keep going. I'll tell you if we can hear you. Okay, because uh, it it sounds like it's perfect on my end. All right. You. Yeah. But uh, let's. Uh, what happened is that Obama gave a talk at the Chicago Church in 2008 on Father's Day, and he addressed the real problem in the black community. And he said, you know, uh, if we're honest with ourselves, we have to acknowledge that the, the real problem. And our community is the absence of fathers in the home. He said too many men acting like boys, abandoning their children and their responsibilities. Then he goes through the uh, statistics. Five times fatherless boys. Five times more likely to drop out of school. Ten times more likely to get arrested. Twenty times more likely to go to prison. Well, two weeks later, Jesse Jackson's picked up on a hot mic saying, quote, I want to cut his nuts out. Talking about Barack Obama because he's changing the narrative from systemic racism to individual responsibility. And that was the last time Obama said anything meaningful about the role of fathers in a community. Because when the family collapses, the community collapses with it. And that's where we are today. And, you know, in, in my book, uh, Untenable, I talk about a few cases in Chicago that are, that are kind of stand out because of their, uh, because they're a kind of a norm that we don't even want to talk about. And that is that black families were fleeing just like white families were, but only white families were were shamed for fleeing. I, I it, what's a, I, I agree, and I, you know, listen, I've I, I've heard that. I, I I think it's an argument worth having because I I hate the idea we have blanket solutions for individual problems, right? And you could point to the numerous kids who were left without a father that achieved great things not 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 to forget their founding fathers i think half of them didn't have fathers but you know i i i'm more interested in having the argument but i never thought i would leave to or live to see segregation become a movement again this this new philosophy that has been adopted by the heavy marxists who happen to be black they're advocating right. for segregation there's no other way to say it. And when you think about what this Charles Barron, who is a state rep from Brooklyn, right? This used to be called blockbusting when whites did. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. this is against the law, and you know, the whole thing, people lose their licenses, they're fine. He is being cheered by his constituents. So obviously, the modern day black Democrat wants to be segregated. And if that's the case, then why don't we work out some government program where we relocate the white people? I mean, let's just let's buy into it. Why fight it? After all, we tried it the other way, and apparently the, the, the races don't like it. They want to go back to segregation. And if you look at the quality of life in these Democrat-run areas, who's winning? Well, you know, there, there, what's happened now, uh, Sean, is there's a like white flight 2.0. But this time it's the laptop, skinny jeans class that are fleeing, <laughs> but they don't uh, attribute their flight to racism. You see... Their flight is just a kind of a rational response to, you know, urban problems, blah, blah, blah. Uh, but they've in Chicago, New York, Washington, San Francisco, L.A., all the woke cities are hemorrhaging people right now. Yeah. Tampa isn't. Dallas isn't. It's the woke cities. And uh, the woker, the more they're losing, and they can't even bring themselves to talk about why. It's really crazy.
But you know, and Jack, it's, it's I found interesting. That, yeah, go ahead, sorry, sorry, it, sorry, No, it's an interesting. It's an interesting thing because I'm always trying when you, I'm, you know, and I love talking to you because I know how how you've been writing and how you've been studying this and and the fact that you've been doing documentaries for all your uh, you know for so many years. It would be an interesting philosophy to say, okay, do you want do you want Chicago? Like for example, you want Chicago, right? You got the the new the new black Marxist mayor and all the guy. All right, do you not want the white guys here? All right, we'll leave, and and then. It, I'm wondering if that's ever even a solution, because the reality is, I think they're playing the race card, and I think if we let them play it, the good people of all races will see exactly what this is. This is nothing more than a phony virtue shield, where they're stealing from the people, and ultimately, let them steal from the people, if the people support this. Yeah, I mean, it's a self-destructive agenda, and I'll I'll just give an example, and I'm driving cross-country today, and I'm... uh, in Danville, Illinois, right now. So I'm, I'm okay. coming through Danville. I'm saying, where shall I pull over? You know, one guy at the stop to, to make a take, make, take a phone call. And then I see MLK Drive, ML King Drive. I said, no, not here, right? Because we know, unfortunately, what ML King Drives are like all across America. They they usually give Martin Luther King the worst street in a city and name it after him. You know, That's so terrible, though, isn't it? it? I mean, I know you're right. I mean, I've seen it, and you know, I, I, and you know, I had a different experience in Alabama. It was actually one of the bus streets. So, I mean, it's it's just a shame what's happened. It's a shame that we have to be beaten with the the government sponsored racism. Only this time, it's justified. I don't know what the answer is. I'm curious to know what your conclusion is. I I, I haven't gone through the entire book. But I have touched upon it. It's a fascinating book. But what is the outcome? Written to be read by ordinary people. But here's where our first line of problem is. And I just discovered this last week. I'm on my way to my, I have a summer place on Lake Erie. And I I spend most of my summer there. And so uh, uh, last week or so, one of the librarians asked me to come. And it's a little town. Total white bread town, 10,000 people. I said, sure. And then I get an email from the library director. He says, uh, we have to disinvite you. <laughs> wow. Why? Did they give you a reason or just the fact that... Uh... Go ahead. Yeah, no, not, they gave me an indirect reason. First, they talk about how they believe in a diversity of opinion. But they said that uh, my uh, talk has the potential... To un- is unsuitable, that's the word they use, for our diverse audiences. Well, first of all, they don't have diverse audiences. They have, they're in a county that gave Trump a 20-point victory, right? Yeah. But cancel culture has trickled down. The people who control our institutions right now, down to a small-town library, uh, small-town school boards, or whatever kind of institutions there are, the left have taken them over. And the net result is they screen out any ideas that bother them or that, they, that even force them to think. So it's a, um, until we can get by that, that first level of a filter, we will discover. You know, what's sad is that um, I've experienced it in my own life. I have a, uh, a cigar store back outside of Chicago and one of my regular customers I love. And he's not a Caucasian or Caucasoid, as I prefer. (laughs) And uh, when all of this stuff started to happen um, after the the lowlife scoundrel, drug addict, rapist pig, George Floyd, 
And all the tension, about four months go by, and he comes in my store one day when they're having the marches, and he goes, you know, is it uncomfortable if I keep coming here? I said, are you out of your fracking mind? You're my brother. What, what are you talking about? You have a key to me. Right. You come in my store. So the idea that this event was used against relationships that exist existed and then the, you think about the future kids that are in college and the rest of it and you see this government sponsored racism it's not going to end well i can't imagine if they've thought this out and and have they given a peaceful solution so do you want the cities and you want the the, the marxist socialist uh black guys to run it and have it and inhabit it okay then let's work out a plan i mean to me i want a peaceful solution for everything but it doesn't look like there's going to be one does it no, and they're destroying cities. You know, what's interesting, uh, Sean, is that some of the cities that they're destroying have almost no black people. Uh, Portland, Oregon, for instance. Minneapolis, which historically did not. Uh, they have a lot of Somalis now. Um, San Francisco. You know, uh, the, the, the pattern of self-destruction is imposed on these cities uh, regardless almost. They'll import yeah. their problem if needed. Like, they'll import homeless people and drug addicts. That way they could have their own urban dysphoria, and they can have chaos. I don't know how the people of San Francisco have let this happen. It's a gorgeous city, and there's a ton of money there. Yeah. But they're, they're too woke to say anything. You know, you know what it is, Jack? That, wrote... Go ahead. No, go ahead. I was going to say it's that filter. Yeah. yeah. I remember years and years ago when... You know, the country was more interested in the in the quality of conversation. And there were debates that would be on the weekend shows back when there were only three channels. And maybe you counted Channel 32 and the rest of it. And I remember watching some woman. It was black and white. And it was um, Ayn Rand. And she was discussing her philosophy with... Um, the guy from Firing Line, his name escapes me, whatever it is. And uh, they William were, Buckley. Well, yeah. William Buckley. Isn't that terrible that I forgot his name? And, and <laughs> they're discussing racism. And I'll never forget something she had said, and it was a rerun on Saturdays in Chicagoland. And she had said racism is the, is the concept of the moron. Back then you could say moron or idiot on TV. Right. She said it is, it, it is an example of, of someone with a lack of intellect. And I remember, like, you know, being around people, and you would see, and sure enough, the guys that were the morons were the ones that were always, you know, would even say something controversial. But then right. we, we kind of weeded that out. If you kind of look at, like, the late 70s, 80s, 90s, it weeded out a little bit. And in particular, right. when I went to high school, I went to a high school that had the lar- it was a parochial school, the largest amount of, of black Catholics, they called them. They were Federation Catholic athletes back then. And these right. were my friends. I mean, I never... It wasn't until now that this had become an issue. And it's funny, I still am in contact with a couple guys I went to high school with. And I sense the uncomfortableness that the decent people of all races have with this. Why is it that so many people are afraid to discuss it or afraid to call it what it is? A political illusion to steal money. Yep, that's what it is. And, uh, and that's the way it, uh, it, it will be as long as they control the uh, levers of power. Just to your point about change, I just watched a documentary on Bernie Getz, the subway vigilante. Yes. Remember this? Yeah. In New York, it was about 1980, I think. Yeah. He shoots four, four black people, four black kids who are trying to rob him at, at knife point, basically. Yeah. And he's a hero. And they were interviewing black people, white people. It wasn't... No. It is a, as a, a subway rider defending himself against thugs, right? 
That, and we've, I mean, today we know that would be a, a, you know, we wouldn't be we wouldn't be able to stop talking about it. We and have politicians. Politicians are defending looting. We have people that are afraid to address the fact, look, you can't do this. You're driving out businesses. You're destroying the quality of life. And people are afraid to have this conversation. I don't know how it became racial to prosecute fracking gangbangers, drug dealers, and scumbags. I don't know how that became racial. You know, uh, I tell you what, though, I find very encouraging, Sean, is, you know, I'm, I've been promoting my book, Untenable. I did a, a, a C-SPAN book TV last week. It was on yeah, they aired it four times. wasn't controversial. I found that if you're open about it and you just discuss it openly, because I've done shows with black hosts, yeah, and it's they're cool with it, right? Uh, the problem is, is so many white people retreat uh, and apologize and uh, and refuse to talk about anything in any honest way, other than to, in forms of self-abasement and you know a, apology. It, yeah. it deadens the conversation. Nothing happens. I mean, I did a debate on <laughs> last month. I did a debate on reparations before a uh, a hostile audience with about two hundred people, mm-hmm. and it was televised. But I enjoyed it, uh, yeah. and and they respected the fact I was willing to come out there and tell them what I thought about it. Because uh, once we can establish the time. fact, it's a it's a character problem, right? I reject people of of character of low scoundrel character and by far by numbers there's far more white people of low character than any other race who came up with the philosophy of government supremacy who came up with communism and marxism and socialism and fascism the white man i hate the white man however it's character (laughs) right if you have character that is above that and 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 strives for the principles of freedom and liberty and the enlightenment i love you it's that simple and I think we have to have that argument. And that's why, you know, I love the fact that you tackle this situation and you tackle this and you wrote the book Untenable, the true story of white ethnic flight from America cities. It's, it couldn't be more timely. I wish you the best of luck. And I, I'm so proud that you, you have the courage to continue this when so many people are afraid to discuss it. Because if we can't war, win the war of intellect, then we're forever in this doom loop of American stupidity and humanity, where we are in our infancy as you watch the mayhem around the world. It's sad and sickening. Right. Our, our uh, friends on the left uh, flee from information. They oh. don't want to hear stuff. And the way they do it is to cancel you, to shut you down. Uh, and the net result is uh, the chaos we're seeing in our cities right now. Jack Cashel, thank you. You are a blessing for uh, making yourself available to me. It is, it is truly an honor to know you, and I appreciate you making time for me. Thank you. Hey, Sean, thanks for having me on anytime, sir. Okay? You got it. We'll be back with your calls and comments. Marxists, socialists, and communists are not welcome on The Sean Thompson Show on AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. Love it. Love it, love it. You know, there's all this talk... Biden was late to respond to Hawaii. He won't meet with the Gold Star fan. It's being handled. You can't figure out that this guy is suffering. The president is going to continue uh, to marshal a whole of government of, uh, uh, effort, approach, as he has done from day one. Done from day one? He can't speak, you moron. We're bringing critical supply chains and technologies home for electric vehicle batteries, solar panels, wind turbines, critical minerals. And because the Chips and Science Act... We've generated $231 billion in private investment. 
And when he does speak, he lies. Tom, Blue Island. Sean Dittles. Thank you, babe. Hey, buddy, Ryan Samsell's an asset. He's the last guy that Ray Epps talks to before oh, they knock down the first barricade. Yeah, well, he's, it's, he's, sit, it's he's a, sitting in the cooler. I got a picture on Gateway Pundit. I don't know why they do it. Yeah. Who knows? He, him and him well, and I, mean, uh, it's a, I think there's like 19 guys that have have yet to even have a trial. Nothing. No. No. No bond. Nothing. They're just sitting in the cooler. Are you there? Oh, he hung up on me. All right, Craig, I'm on Greenwood. Oh, hey, Sean. Thanks for taking my call. Sure. Hey. So this thing with uh, Hawaii, then this is this is going to get this is going to get interesting here because there's something really uh, going on. There's a st- I've been following some uh, st- information that's coming online and everything. And this one stewardess that came back, she lived there in Hawaii, and there, she's got a friend that's. Uh, in, I don't uh, think they call the them stewardesses anymore, but I could be wrong. I still call uh, them stewardesses. I always get a dirty look, especially from the ones who are clear Democrats. Yep. Well. Yeah. She basically uh, talking to the more guy in that he says at the point when they uh, reported here that there was 103 dead. He says at that point exactly. He says we had 480 dead. He says they were, and then on top of that he says we don't have any room at all on the island for any more dead bodies in the morgue or anything like that. They're putting them in bags and then on ships and taking them somewhere. And the numbers is thousands and thousands. they already know it. there's thousands already. And we're we're not getting like real good. Uh, coverage on any news we're not getting any uh, honest numbers and um you know uh, you, there were people talking about how the uh, people uh, in hawaii there they keep their houses to all generations and they're never willing to sell they never give up and sell their homes or anything like that family stay there forever and ever generations and um, a lot of rich people um always going over there trying to buy buy property and they can't buy it and everything like that so there's a conspiracy theory of the fact that there's something shenanigans up in the right that. The yeah, I've heard it um, all, the laser, I heard it all. But, the, you know, listen, it, that, that distracts from the broader point as far as I'm concerned. This was started because of incompetence of workers in the electric company in Hawaii. When they went to put out the fire, there was no water in the fracking fire hydrants. The reality is it's a, it's, it's a horrific tragedy that was man-made. And that's the part to focus on. The rest of it you discount because you lose your point and you start talking about the nonsense and Oprah Winfrey and all the rest of it. I don't really give a rip about that. I'm more interested in the principle of exactly how it started, who started it, and why wasn't there any fracking water in the fire hydrants. And if you look at Louisiana, another Democrat-run state, they have the same problem. And the real issue is these Democrats can't do anything. They can't do anything. They can't run a municipality, a county. They can't be trusted with anything. And all they want you to do is trust them. We will be able to articulate a whole host of accomplishments to say to the American people, trust us. We mean what we say. We say what we mean. Can you imagine having this failure, this idiot who's never done anything in my life, trust us? How low of, of an IQ do you have to have to trust any politician? If a Republican said this to anybody, first of all, they wouldn't. Because they know we don't trust them. They know that for 30 years, and for the last 20 specifically, they've done nothing but betray us for our, the way we send them to office. They've done nothing but enrich themselves. But the Democrats, you almost have to be impressed with the face of ignorance and arrogance that they show willingly, like Hakeem Jeffries. In terms of our efforts to put people over politics, but more importantly, we'll articulate a vision. People over politics. When have you, when has any Democrat run area ever? 
put people over politics. The only way you can even get the attention is if you bribe the politician. For the future. Campaigns are at the end of the day about the future. And our The future sucks. We're in the future. Since you've stole the offense, since you obtained power, what have you done other than fail and bankrupt everything? Efforts to really grow the middle class, uh, to make life better for everyday Americans. Grow the middle class? Are you not paying attention? Higher than it was last year. All in, Americans expected to spend an unprecedented $41.5 billion this year. Name me a single objective we've ever set out to accomplish that we've failed on. Name Everything. Everything in your miserable 50 years, except the part where you sold out your nation, the principles of it, and became a traitor. When you became an asset to the Chinese Communist Party and the oligarchs, that's what you've done. That's what you've always done. That's what you're good at. Lying, cheating, and stealing. That should be the motto of the Democrat Party, which I believe the DNC is going to be held right there in beautiful downtown Chicago. Not so much. Matt, Southside. Hey, Sean, real quick. Um... You know, ever since they arrested those January 6th protesters, it's, it's something that's really been bothering me because, you know, I've heard stories about how they're in solitary and stuff. Now, I was wondering, whoever gets elected, if, it, if, a, if a Republican wins the presidency, can they pardon these people right away? Or They should be running on that. Happen? They should be running on that right now. I think only Trump is running on it. Of course they can. But, you know, it's an interesting, about- it's an interesting thing that most politicians who are running are afraid to speak about. You know, this country is based well, on the due process laws. These poor people are in jail, and now the ones that haven't had any kind of trial, I mean, do you have to be, I don't, I'm not sure, do you have to be sentenced to get pardoned, or, I mean, what do you do with the ones that haven't had a trial yet? Well, we're in a banana republic, so from the way it looks and from what we are experiencing with this dimwit in diapers, pretty much they can do anything they want. You've got a president that's pumped out $6 trillion a year, claims that he saved money, claims that the economy's going. He started World War III. We're in conflicts all around the world. Nobody wants any explanation. He gave the fracking Taliban $2.8 billion and the country, and nobody says anything. So, Matt, you really think you're going to get a fair shake when it comes to the people who protested the most obvious asset of enemies, foreign and domestic, this country's ever had in any office? Do you really think there's, are you optimistic about what could happen? I'm not. (laughs) Excuse me. (laughs) Excuse me. (laughs) Sounds great, doesn't he, Squirrel? I think he does. I think he sounds fantastic. We did it, Joe. You're going to be the next president of the United States. And in the meantime, what's the alternatives to this? What's the alternatives? The establishment Republicans? We are, as they say, uh, tangled in our anchor chain. Our financial systems are decades old. According to some estimates, we cannot track $2.3 trillion in transactions. We cannot share information. That seems like a lot. And that's what is at stake, and that's what's going to remain in power. That is why what you're seeing is the willing participation of the the Banana Republic America has come to. And that is why they've got 17 guys, all establishment hack Republicans, and you're going to hear them be talked up. Ooh, Chris Christie's ahead of DeSantis. And then there's always going to be Asa Hutchins. And what's he good at? Nothing, except with that phony, stupid comb-over and the fact that he was willing to shut down America 
in the name of the pandemic. He was willing to have the experiment of a vaccine that doesn't seem to be doing so well go in the arms of all of us, be forced and lose your job. He didn't want any questions answered. None. Our government is paying Twitter to take down information, or at least they were doing that until Elon Musk took over. These are big issues. The First Amendment used to be a big issue for both parties. Democrats used to be the greatest of defenders of the First Amendment. And now things are topsy-turvy and there doesn't seem to be interest in the majority party in protecting speech. Not to mention, there's another little problem I've always had. I want to bring you some data today from the American Society of Actuaries, the people that actually set the the life insurance premiums. Uh, And of course, to do that, they need to know how many people are uh, passing away in any particular period of time. Uh, Now, I'm going to give you some information from 2021, just to see if you want to watch this video. And in 2021, in the 15 to 34-year-old age range, non-COVID deaths, so deaths not attributable to COVID, 21.4% higher than normal. Now, we see all... Now, see, if I allude that that is clearly a result of an experiment called the vaccine, I'm taking off Google. I don't give a rip. Take me off YouTube. I don't care because I have Freedom Square. Yes, I do. We've got Freedom Square, we've got Rumble, and we've got AM Radio. When I get back, we're going to discuss a little Freedom Square with Chuck Barham. He's Sean Thompson. Hello, Mr. Thompson. And this is the Sean Thompson Show on AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. So I want to finish the, uh, we are going to survive. Absolutely. After all, Democrats are bust-outs. All they do is fail. Sooner or later, win, lose, or draw, they're going to get shut off from the creating money and bankrupting our nation. People are going to get sick and tired of paying the cost of having these corrupt, treasonous buffoons in charge of anything. Not to mention, we're going to want some questions answered. Mainly, Mainly, the question is about the single incident that was used to forever change the principles of not just our nation, but really all nations. And how many billions of people were intimidated and extorted to put an experiment in their arm? And what exactly are the ramifications? Well, when you want to know what it is, you always go to the people who actually pay for the ramifications. Life insurance companies. I love the fact that they're at least giving us the true data. I want to bring you some data today from the American Society of Actuaries, the people that actually set the the life insurance premiums. Uh, And, of course, to do that, they need to know how many people are uh, passing away in any particular period of time. Uh, Now, I'm going to give you some information from 2021, just to see if you want to watch this video. And in 2021, in the 15 to 34-year-old age range, non-COVID deaths, so deaths not attributable to COVID, 21.4% higher than normal. Now, we see all these terrible... Now, Squirrel, you know, 21.4%, that's kind of high. And I think even CPS students can figure it out. But it's not as highest as it gets. Well, headlines about so-and-so died during the football match or so-and-so died at work or died in their sleep. Often young people, and we've often, well, pretty well exclusively shied away from that on this channel because it's hard to... You know what I can't wait to see next week during the debates? I want to see every single one of these so-called candidates reject, reject the fascism that we experienced. Let's see if that happens. I'll be back after this. 
From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merc, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. This looks like a job for me, so everybody just follow me, because we need a little controversy. Cause it feels it's fascinating how naive humans are. really is. Especially when it becomes obvious that there's fraud afoot. We turn every few years, every couple of years, to the people in our society that we know are the most pathological liars among us to give us results and outcomes of elections. That's a problem I've always had, being from Chicago. I remember being a kid. Who tells us who won? How do you audit the vote? Well, the answer is in 2023, when we have all the answers to virtually any question we ever want to ask at our fingertips. We can't get answers to these questions. My next guest specializes in answers to uncomfortable questions. In fact, he uh, formed his own firm in 1983 where he worked as an auditor for over 40 years. He's also the author of numerous books because he likes facts and details and provable reasoning. He is Joe Freed. Joe, thanks for joining me. How are you? I'm just fine. How are you doing, Sean? Well, I'm better since I discovered your book, Debunked, an auditor's review of the 2020 election, and the lessons we learned. Because the reality is, we have to learn from what we are going through. And this notion that we're victims, and we just have to wait it out. As I watch a tree, in my opinion, and and, and really, it's not my opinion, and the fact is, this guy's taken tens of millions of dollars from enemies, foreign and domestic. And I just got to believe that he won. And I don't believe it. I never saw an audit review, and I don't like the fact I'm being intimidated by my government. So give yeah. me some of what I mean, I, I was doing the election coverage, shut it down for four hours, it wins. Now, we had yeah. facts, right? Movies were made, your book was written, other books were written. Give us some of the evidence that the election is Well, well before I do that, Sean, i got to give you credit for something. I just came out with a, a new book. In fact, the uh, e-book is out September First and the print is already out, and I owe it partly to you. Now you're, the, I'm not just blowing smoke at you, no. but the last time I was on your show, we sort of ended on a negative note because when I start talking about the 2020 election, it gets depressing sometimes. It's just yes. like, oh my God, they yeah. they got away with everything. Yeah. Uh, so this book is called How Elections Are Stolen. And it says, here are the 23 ways. And I try to come up with some uh, decent solutions. So before we end the show tonight, please save five or so minutes at least so I can rattle off a couple. Absolutely, because I love our conversations because it was, you know, this is, I think, the third or fourth time we've talked. The first time was the one that really was was like cold water in our face because we've been living under the, the knowing whether we do it subconsciously or just through experience, that this this particular politician who has zero character, who's clearly suffering, did not get 16 million more votes than the most popular Democrat to ever win, Barack no. Obama. It didn't happen. Well, and I was there, and they shut it down. And to me, I will not be waved off the fact it was too precise, too selective, and exactly where he had to win. Exactly right. Well, I'll tell you what. Let me do this. I'll start with Michigan because it's very clear cut and it ties into Jack Smith's 
believe it or not, it ties into his indictment, January 6th indictment. So okay. we can go right into that. Let's go. Michigan uh, is a real clear-cut case. I can definitively say the facts are already in. It should be decertified right now. It doesn't. It, it isn't a win for Biden. There's not a chance of that. All right. Uh, in, Tell me why. In Michigan, well, here's why. In Michigan, Jocelyn Benson, the Secretary of State, announced without any backup in law, she announced that we, were, we are going to presume that all signatures submitted are valid. Now, let me back up a little. Okay. This lady in 2018-19, she's been Secretary of State for a while. She would argue against the need for ID. She said, we don't need ID in Michigan, and they don't have it. We don't need it because we have something so superior. She said it's vastly superior to check signatures. So Michigan, when you request, used to have to request a ballot, and when you would request a ballot, no ID needed. Okay, so the ballot comes back to you, and uh, somebody picks it up, and it says Mary Smith, so they write Mary Smith. Don't worry about the signature, because now the signatures aren't being checked either. You send that in, a ballot comes back, and you fill out Joe Biden, I want him for president, send it in, again, you sign it, but it doesn't matter. You you can sign it any way you want, because they're going to presume it's correct. So what she did was even though they had absolutely no ID requirement to get an application or to get a ballot, she automatically mailed out 7.7 million applications. Nobody had to ask for them. She mailed them out. How many were used? 3.3 million. That meant 4.4 million ballot applications were floating all over Michigan. Just grab them. You know, go to a high-rise apartment building. You know how it is in the lobby. They have a common mail area. They're all over the place because, you know, an apartment dweller will have like, oh, here's my application, and here's three others. I don't know who these guys are, so they throw them around. So pick up those applications. Send them in. Don't worry about the signature. No ID required. Get the ballot, send it in again, no ID, no. And and guess what happened? Of course, Trump fought her all the way through the courts. He won. Nobody reports it, but four months after the election, he won. He won. And she didn't even. Trump won. And she didn't even appeal it. So here's the tie in to Jack Smith. Why isn't there some sort of uh, case against this lady? I mean,. He's saying that Trump was pushing people to do things that were, and I won't even say they were illegal. They were, you could say they were aggressive, aggressive lawyering. In her case, it's not aggressive. She broke the law. She nullified the law. Right. But you notice nobody says she's a criminal. Nobody calls it criminal because, oh, her motives were pure. She's a Democrat. See, that's the whole thing. He's trying to say Trump wasn't fighting for, uh, for to get the truth of the election. He was fighting. He knew. Jack Smith is making this ridiculous thing that he's in Trump's head, and he knows that right away Trump knew this was a lie. I lost, but you know what? We're going to fight and, and overtake the election anyway. So let me ask you this. He won. Yeah. he won, but what did he win? Because if he won, why didn't they decertify Michigan? But more importantly, out of the 7.7 million, 3.3 million were requested. 4.4 were not. How many showed up? 
out of the 7.7? Oh, well, enough that he uh, Biden won ostensibly by 154,000 votes. I don't believe that for a second. I have four or 500 were bogus. Uh, they just, they were overkilling in the last yeah, oh, yeah. elections. You think if you want to know what overkill is, remember Pennsylvania in 2002, where what's his name, that Fetterman? Yes, Fetterman. I mean, mean, there's no way that guy wins by four and a half percent. They were so the Democrats are so aggressive now that they're not even winning by a little. They're trying to win by a lot. Yeah. And this uh, is the part that's disheartening, because you you, you keep hoping that there will be the reckoning. There will be the Fed, the ballot harvesting. We have the videos we have in Georgia, the videos in Georgia of the truck showing up afterwards. And you see the the control of the bureaucracy that decides to pick and choose. But when you when you when he wins in Michigan, what happens? How does this just Disappear. Well, well that's the, the thing. The well, because Michigan is a completely the administration of Michigan was Democrat and they don't see any, you know, their hearts are pure. They would never, I guess they'll even concede that she, well, she did break the law. I mean, it's not even questionable. She broke the law and she didn't even appeal it, but they're not going to say it was criminal and nor will the yeah. press say it's criminal. So well, you know, that's the difference. What's funny to me, too, is Arizona. Arizona is particularly disgusting because the the girl in charge of the vote is now the governor. And it was under the same kind of shenanigans, the same kind of the lack of scrutiny of the mail-in ballots and all the rest of it. So the system itself has really been overthrown, but we still don't have a way to audit it. How do we get back just the simple principle of, I don't want to turn this into into politics. I don't want Secretary of States to be able to, to, to... to to box out the prying eye of of the public is there yeah. a way to well, audit you're the getting, system? You're getting to the tough stuff, like because you're right. Carrie Lake actually was cheated more than I think uh, in 2002 than the the cheating in 2000. Yeah. It's getting worse. I think 2004 is going to be. I mean, 2024 is going to be incredible. Uh, and so Republicans are going to have to fight hard. It's going to now. Here's what depresses people when I tell them there are some states off the table now because the Democrats have seized control and they're ruthless. But the good news is there are states going our way. Of course, Florida. I live in Ohio. Ohio's gone our way. And you know why? Because we have great ID. When you want to get an application, show ID. When you get the ballot back again show ID and signature checking. Once you do that, the Republicans start winning. Now, but here's what, what do you do when, when the Democrats are in control? One thing, you know, ballot harvesting is going to be twice as hard to detect in the next election. I'm afraid to say it, but they know now what true to vote did uh, 2000 mules. They know not to use their own cell phones. They'll have burner phones. Number one, like Joe Biden. Yeah. Yeah, and I don't even think they're going to use ballot drop boxes because they know Republicans will be watching them. So they'll just use the post office. So it's going to be tough. But here's one way you might do it. Let's start offering big, big rewards for any. uh, See, let me back up. Here's the good news. Even in these Democrat swing states, they still have old laws on the books that say ballot harvesting is illegal, either a misdemeanor or a felony in many cases. Now, when I say ballot harvesting, that means you can take your wife's 
in or your husband, or you could take your maybe two or three in. There's very strict limits. That's all they allow. So what you do is offer a $10,000 reward. You say any information related to ballot harvesting. Well, you know why that's going to work? Because ballot harvesting takes a few guys to work it. It's not usually a solitary activity. And they're, if they're getting paid $10 a bail, and all of a sudden they have a chance for $10,000, you're going to get some squealing. Yeah. The problem will be Democrats will immediately run to courts and act like somehow, in some way, it's racist and suppressing the votes. So you expect that. But you have to fight for it. Joel, another ask- thing you can... Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Well, I was just going to say, another thing you can do is... Um, have public announcements for months and months before the election. Again, the Democrats will try to fight it as suppressing the vote, but say, if anybody asks you for your ballot, do not offer it to them. It's illegal. Tell people it's illegal. And a lot of people won't participate in that once they know that. So this, this, I don't want to this, rattle off too much, but I've got more recommendations if you want to hear them. No, I, I, I want to ask, and then I want to hear, because here's the thing that I, okay. I, I, I see. It's a system that has zero scrutiny after the fact so it's in essence the perfect crime you just have to get away with it after the fact there's what do you do how do you audit after the fact and when you have these positions of 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 power they can have the blockade effect right and you plead guilty and you get found guilty and gots on ghoul happens as it's called in my neighborhood but nothing happens and the reality is we need something that can in fact be audited so what is there to do how do you audit a vote? I was thinking that perhaps the the so-called Republicans create a website. My name is Sean Thompson. I live in Florida, and I voted for Donald Trump. And put it out there for the world to see, because the whole reason we have this kind of anonymity in our voting is because we feared persecution. Well, now it's back, and unless you stand up to it, it will continue to rule the, the, the elections, as far as I see it. Damn, Sean, that's a pretty good idea. I should have made that number 24 in my book. <laughs> that's a good idea. Yeah. I, well, I imagine there'll be some blowback on it, though. But uh, Well, you got 74 million real Americans that got robbed in 2020. You got 74 yeah. million real Americans, and we're fighting myths and ghosts and people in hospitals and cemeteries and people with fake aliases yeah. like, like our president. And so that's a problem. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you what. Have you heard of Jay Valentine? I have okay. not. I, I you got to get it. Valentine in you, high school. Go ahead. Okay, that's not the one. <laughs> you you got to get that guy on the show. This All guy right. is. I mean, I, he is. A, he's a real cyber guy, and he is working in an organization called Omega Four America. The four is the number. So um, Omega, the number four America. Okay. He is going around doing something. He is taking fractal programming. It's a super, super high-speed computer programming, and they're downloading registration records state by state for the swing states. They're hoping to have them all done by 2024. This should give your audience some hope. Yes. (laughs) And they're trying to clean them up, and they're finding all sorts of massive, massive problems. Of course, he's getting big pushback, too, but he's working hard. This guy's really... 
Yeah, you have to remember you're talking to Chicagoans, all right? So it's no joke. Chicago (laughs) has, their voter rolls haven't been cleaned up for 30 fracking years. I mean, Queen of Heaven is a solid block for the Democrat Party. They win every time. And this is something that unless we come up with a system that can be audited, where you spend your specialty in, unless we come up with a cross-reference, then once again we're going to turn to the most pathological frauds in our society known as politicians to tell us who won. i I, got to break that system or we're going to be in this doom loop, right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I agree. It's a tough one. So now, well, let listen, me ask you. Uh, do we have more time? Uh, yeah, go ahead. I keep, okay, uh, I'd sort of like to touch on Fanny, uh, Fanny, uh, what's her name? Uh, Don't her, say touch Fanny. Fanny. I keep thinking of Kamala Harris, but Fanny Lewis, I think you're talking about. <laughs> go ahead, Willis. Go ahead. Uh, I, I, anyway, the Fanny, the one who, uh, Willis, Fanny yeah, Willis, Willis yeah. who is uh, just indicted Trump and a whole bunch of people. Yeah, I, I tell you, she's if you want to laugh, read. She's got 161 acts of racketeering. Mm-hmm. Can I, I'm going to read a couple real quick because you won't believe it. You won't believe these are complete. Here, this is it complete. On or about the third day of December 2020, Donald John Trump caused to be tweeted from Twitter account Real Donald America, uh, Donald Trump. Georgia hearing is now going on on OAN News. Amazing. This was an overt act of furtherance of the conspiracy. Mm-hmm. So talking about telling people there's a TV show on that's showing a hearing is one of the 161 acts. Joe, Democrats, see, I, here's the advantage I have. I grew up in the hub. Of the mafia, Democrats who <laughs> yeah. are mafia. Democrats aren't offended by this. They're titillated by it. They like the misuse yeah. of power. They like the political persecution. They like the idea oh, that the scams that they exist on will continue in perpetuity. So to appeal to them for some sense of, see, do you see? We have a, a, a guy who has been a, a, a fraud and the most proven asset of the Chinese Communist yeah. Party and, and recipients of billions of dollars, and they don't give a rip. So I, I got to figure out a system where I want everybody to go to a decent state because it's only in these decent states that they care about principles and law. In the Democrat ones, yeah. they like the fraud. So if we can come well, up with an alternative of my name is is Sean Thompson and I'm still stuck in Illinois, thank God I'm not, and I voted for Donald John Trump, at least I know I can look at it and say, why is my ballot showing up as a Democrat? Well, how did this yeah. happen, right? I mean, that's the only thing that we can do. You're, you're absolutely right. Well, first of all, you're right about the fact that they actually get high on this stuff. I, I sense that Joe Biden and Hunter Biden like the, they feel they're smarter than everybody, that they can get away with crime. They yeah. like it. But well, as for your uh, proposal, the only thing I see that might not work so well is that the ballot harvesters are very sophisticated. They get the registration rolls. Anybody can do it. Sometimes you have to pay for it. Yeah. But they get the rolls and they see who has voted. Like so-and-so has been registered for 10 years and he's only voted once. That's the one they're going to. And yeah. that's not the kind of guy who's going to be like Sean Thompson and put himself out of the Internet. So they're, going to, they're not going to target a guy who votes every year, uh, re- every election. I remember reading, in your, and I know it's your book, but I, I don't know if you're going to remember it off the top of your head. Do you remember how many ballots... Only in those key areas that he won, that they're saying Biden won, only voted for Biden. They didn't vote for anybody else. Oh, Wasn't yeah. That there, there were, 
Oh, yeah, that, that was massive. And you know, uh, one place where it was so obvious, Pima County. Boy, oh, boy, I wish I, if this were TV, I'd show you a graph and you'd be shocked. I yeah. can't, it's hard to explain. But in Pima County, there was a very credible anonymous disclosure of 135,000 ballots that were going to be dumped. Mm-hmm. And uh, it, was, it, was, it was so credible. The guy actually contacted the, the FBI in Washington. So this guy was credible. And I read it in word for word. Well, and I've, I've tried to get information. Of course, they won't give you anything. Mm-hmm. But Dr. Shiva Ayaduri, very smart guy, he made a graph that is one of the most brilliant things I've ever seen. He statistically proved that this was fraud. And I brought it up because of what you said. At the end of this graph, what you see is they were rushing. They were doing two things. They were dumping the 35,000 ballots into Pima County into certain precincts. And they were switching the top of the ticket, but not the whole ticket. They were under the gun. Yeah. So they were rushing. And all they could do was switch. And so what you see in this graph is that Trump, for, for most of the precincts, is leading all Republicans by a mile. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, where the where it gets to high turnout of like ninety two to one hundred percent, it flips. Yeah. Same thing for Biden; he's losing the whole county. And then all of a sudden, at the very end, when you get to ninety two to one hundred percent turnout, yeah, he's way be, he's way ahead of Democrats. That's because they were rushing. So yeah. at least we put a little pressure on the harvesters, but they still won. Joe, you know what that's called in my old neighborhood, Melrose Park? Cheating. What? In the meantime, yeah. Joe Freed, the book is debunked, an auditor's review of 2020 election and the lessons learned. Yeah. And the new book is called what? Uh, How Elections Are Stolen 23 Ways. Love it. Joe, I love on Amazon. Having you on. I love having you on. You're one of the smartest guys I know, and I love the fact you're on my side. And But more importantly, you're not on my side. You're really on the side of truth. And, you know, next time I have you on, we're talking about the way I first discovered you, which was when you wrote the book on Social Security, the ridiculous cost and waste and fraud and abuse. You've been doing it for how many decades now you've been working? Well, uh, I've, I've worked for over 40 years as an wow. auditor, but I'm retired now. I'm retired so, well, now. Well, no, you've been st- you got started when Joe Biden could remember his phone number and address. Thank you very much, <laughs> Joe Freed. Thank you. Thank you. We'll be back with Great. your calls and comments. He believes in freedom, capitalism, and individual liberty. And because of that, he's become an enemy of the state. He's Sean Thompson, and this is The Sean Thompson Show on AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. Two thousand and eight. Arguably one of the most electrifying political cycles this country had ever seen. I didn't agree with one position Barack Obama had. Not one. He ran on a lot of, ironically, if you remember, a lot of principles of auditing and redlining the budget and going over and cutting spending. He ran kind of a better version of a middle Republican than John McCain could pull off because John McCain was not a good politician and the result of his history as being a politician was failure and corruption and fraud. However, in that electrifying year, arguably one of the most prolific auditors of a hybrid of Marxism and capitalism, Barack Obama received 69,456,897 votes. In 2012, 
People were already suffering from the failures of Barack Obama. He received $65,899,660 votes. These same people want you to believe that this feeble moron that had to resign from the 1988 election received a record-setting 81 million votes. Vast majority of what where he won was due to ballot harvesting and mail-in ballots. In specific counties that we all know, like Crook or Cook or Fulton, wherever it was important, the ballots only had the president vote, not the rest of them, because they were in a hurry to fill them out. Now, that's my opinion, but it's also my opinion based on the fact that is written about, in not just Joe Freed's book, Debunked, which it is, but is the headline of many movies and documentaries, and more importantly, was questioned before all of it by Hillary Clinton. And she had found a documentary, or actually a, a, a cybersecurity genius by the name of Harry Hursty, who I don't agree with on any political level, probably a socialist. However, what he is, is an expert in the electronic voting. He opened up the door that all of these machines can be, and in some cases asked to be, hooked up to the Internet. The, document, the documentary is called Kill Chain. I highly recommend it. In America in 2023, what I just did is considered controversial. What you know is considered controversial. We have an ex-president who's being persecuted, although it sounds like prosecuted, because he feels the same way you and I do. That is un-American itself. But the fact that we do not have a system that we, the people with questions, the people who have suffered under this corrupt moron and the ridiculousness of his policies and the insistence of his lies, cannot to this day audit that vote, means that we are not living in an honest society. It's really that simple. There is no honesty here. And you can't help but notice the areas that perfected cheating are all run by the same party. That is the problem. But those citizens who like it, it's because of two reasons. They're in on it. Or they're too stupid to see it. And they just don't care anymore. But that's a Democrat area. Let's go to one who was in on it. And what is the date today? Ooh, it's the 17th. So you're two days off of that phony check. How you doing there, big guy? What happened? I can't connect. Give me a cream puff, Jim. Will you, squirrel? I can't. Uh, my system went on. Cream puff. Yeah, yeah, I just got out of the porn shop. Yeah? Uh, Would you sell your big, giant underpants? I, 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 I hope that boo is in one piece because... That disaster in a way, is he still rooting around for that person? Is Pat Boone still alive? Yeah, he's almost 90 now, but he's still searching around for that person to forget him and Pio, Joe Pio, that crazy sheriff from Arizona and Trump. They spent, these are grown men. They you mean the birth certificate that was put together by computers in 19, yeah. or I mean in 2012? Yeah. You mean well, that well, one? Well, Pat Boone found one, but he. I just hope he's not stupid rooting around in Hawaii now. You know Listen, I, mean? I, I know you're right all in with the dailies. Aside from the drunken stumble bum that was mayor hanging off a bar stool at the stray dog, do you do you happen to know where 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 the one that's bald, the, the insider trader for Goldman Sachs? Do you know what he's up to lately? I think he uh, he's a hedge fund manager for uh, 
Oh, yeah. what outfit is it? Uh, I read. Uh, yeah, it's some uh, outfit with a big uh, government contract. Probably this, this, this new green energy. Did you hear anything about it? Samsung. I think it was Samsung. Oh, yeah. All right. The big big government investment to Samsung for manufacturing. I think he's he's getting a piece of that. It makes sense because those dailies were always in with the Chinese Communist Party, even when they pretended to be North Koreans. Thank you, Crane Puff Jim. Are you enjoying? You're, you're flush now, right? You just got the check yesterday. Or oh, I, I just said, but I know I had to, I had to get a I had to get a bridge loan for a couple of days, but I yeah. I managed to do, to do it. So I mean, that's because you got four thousand dollars for DoorDash. Thank you very much. Keep it up. Kevin, Austin, Texas. I love it every time you have cream puff Jim on the line. Oh, I love him, hey, too, because I, I used to work with him at every, every every job I ever had. There was always a, take it easy. Whoa, kid. What, do you want to get done? Slow down. You're going to work. Take it easy. Slow down. We're going to milk this me? puppy. Yeah, take it easy. It's almost break Absolutely. time. Absolutely. Go ahead. Hey, I loved you having uh, Joe on uh, the, the previous guest he just had. He's talking about the voter rolls and how it was uh, – Corrupted and all that type of stuff. And you talk about how in Illinois the water rolls have never been cleaned up. That's the thing. And you talk about how we got to learn about what happened. But the thing is, the next step after you learn what happened is you got to take some actions and do something. Anybody can. There, there are a lot of people that are independent that aren't in political parties that have gotten involved in the precinct strategy. Famous guy who sells pillows on your show just had a big thing yesterday and today. There's a way for people to do it. If you look at the, uh, what is it, uh, Congressional 6th District, uh, Jeannie Ives got 183,000 votes the uh, election before, and Cass, or, uh, what's his name? Caston only got 150 before him. Sean Gaston. So course, uh, I like, I like yeah. when you say it's Sean Gaston, the green energy heiress. Yes. Right, but he only got 150,000 votes the year before. My point is that, yeah, it's a, you know, President of Europe versus another one. The votes are out there. If people who listen to you and are inspired by you take some action, definitely get involved in the precinct strategy. But also, yeah, but who do I have to do it for? Do I have to? Let me ask you this: Do I have to do it and yeah. pretend I'm one of those old lady face Mitch McConnell Republicans? See, Kevin, I think here's where we disconnect. You want to strengthen a party that has betrayed us, that has acted more as a saboteur or a cohort to corruption. See, I don't want to give them one dollar, one. One instance of credibility, because they don't deserve it. And we live in a state, or uh, I formally did, and so did you, and the people who are listening mainly do, in a state where every time they turn to their abuser for help, they get double-crossed and backstabbed. And now, when you come to find out just how the cohorts of corruption have a stranglehold on, on, on video poker games or marijuana dispensaries. You realize just how corrupted it is. I'm more about solutions, and that's why I like this. In fact, they delegated very few power to government. And the Ninth Amendment tells us everything else is reserved to the people. If government, was that power delegated to any government at all? It's a critical question that we have to ask ourselves. The second question is, if it was among those very few powers that were delegated to government, which one? Was it delegated to a government far away, less accountable, less transparent? Or was it kept to a government close to home? More transparent, more accountable, where the people's voice really matters. They could show up at the doorstep. They could show up at the Capitol. You've all seen it. People that show up right at the Capitol and they can change the things that affect their life, their liberty, their property. 
That's how this system was meant to operate over a large extent. That's the Convention of the States movement. That needs to be a party. And we need to destroy the duopoly of corruption. 312-642-5600. Make money, smoke cigars, and live free. On the Sean Thompson Show. On AM560. The Answer. AM560. The Answer. Did you see this Canadian that sent uh, ricin to Trump? I did not realize that this person... You got to look her up. She's a Canadian who sent rice, and she was sentenced today to 21 years in prison. She's from Canada. You destroyed America. I have family in America. But they first show her picture. I swear to God, she looks like an appliance salesman from Poke Brothers. I used to know name Vito. But apparently, this is a woman. I, 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 it, it's cross borders. Owen Willowbrook. Sean, in 2016, I think the Democrats cheated that election too. It's just that Trump Trump overwhelmed them. He broke through the blue t- curtain, and they didn't think he had a chance. No, it's so interesting. What was, you know, the, and, so what happened was, I think what happened was, the Republicans then decided, okay, we'll just bring a knife to a gunfight when it comes to future elections. And the, and the, and the Democrats really overcheated. So what happens every election? You know what you did, though? You know what you did, Owen? Oh, you gave a pass to, to, to Trump himself. Trump should have been way in front of this, brother. He should have freaking yes, known, yes. especially because he spent so many years as a Democrat, number one. Number right. two, he knew that the, that the establishment Republicans hated him just as much as the, as, as, as the Democrats. Have you ever heard of, of, of open and notorious people calling themselves never-Trumpers? And look at what they were willing to do. They're cohorts to this kind of thing, too. And he should address this. If he addresses this, I'm interested to see if, first of all, he should be at the debate next week. Absolutely. And he should address it. Yep. And he should promise to run against everything that Joe Biden has passed. And he should promise to remove it on day one. Because we are now, unfortunately, in an executive order crazy. And then he should also promise to destroy the power of the executive order the following day. That's how he could win yep. both Republicans and Democrats. I appreciate it, Owen, very much. I, to- I, totally, I totally agree with that, Sean. But one thing I, I'll say, though, is, is that, you know, if they're going to let them continue to cheat, I mean, the Wisconsin Supreme Court, the judge said there were 200,000 ballots in the same handwriting. Yeah. You know if what I think? Cheat and you allow them to do it. You got to be prepared. What you we got to start to realize, Owen, is that there is no they. There is only we, and we're the ones that let it go. Oh. Thank you very much. Uh, I want to end on a happy story. I like a good happy story. Now this, two robbery suspects are dead. Another is on the run after a shootout with the victim. Yeah, police say three men followed a business owner from the bank to his east side business. This happened about 11 this morning on Macario Garcia Drive near Wayside and Highway 90. Gerald Harris is there live to explain what happened here. Gerald. Yeah, and within just the past few minutes, we did obtain some new surveillance video showing the alleged third suspect trying to get away in that black Lincoln. He shot all three of them, killed two of them. One of them is going to walk with a little limp to the left for the rest of his miserable existence, but he'll probably be voting Democrat in the next election. We'll be back in 21 hours to expose the mafia. Cable news, noisy, boring. 
out of touch. That's why Salem News Channel is different. We keep you in the know. Streaming 24-7 for free. Home to the greatest collection of conservative voices like Dennis Prager, Jay Sekulow, Mike Gallagher, and more. Salem News Channel is unfiltered and unapologetic. Watch anytime on any screen at snc.tv and local now channel 525.